Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. This call is now being recorded. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Um, in the studio, we have Jeff. Hello. Uh, Bruce. Yo. Myself. And then on the line, we have uh, Addison Bennett. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you, man? Film director, uh, filmmaker, bunch of um, Addison Bennett. Sorry, I didn't know the week after intro. I want to do better. <laughs> but, uh, so, like, what was, uh, I guess, um, tell, tell the listeners a little about yourself. Like, what are you, like, currently, where, where are you at right now, like, currently, more or less? Um, well, I mean, I've got a couple different projects kind of uh, going on. I'm uh, shooting and editing uh, the movie Psycho Ape with Greg DeLiso. Um, we've been kind of writing that since about March and kind of shooting as we go. Um, that is a comedy slasher film about a killer gorilla that escapes from the Detroit Zoo and goes on a mass killing spree. Um, it's, uh, it's really sort of grindhousey and, uh, sort of like Mel Brooks spoofing of famous scenes from, like, King Kong and Inglorious Bastards and Halloween. Uh, we got, uh, we went to New York last month to shoot a whole bunch of stuff with actor Bill Whedon, who was in, uh, Troma's Sergeant Kabuki Man. And we got uh, Kansas Bowling to join us. She plays the lead in the film. Her name is Nancy Banana in the movie. She uh, is kind of the Jamie Lee Curtis character, Laurie Strode type character in the film, um, being stalked by the psycho ape. And Bill Whedon plays the Dr. Loomis character, but because he's a zookeeper, we uh, call him Dr. Zoomis. And so there's... The, those are our two leads, and um, meanwhile, uh, the psycho wave is going on a kill-crazy rampage, hacking people to pieces with his banana. And I just uh, hung out with Detroit, Greg right? yesterday. What's that? Oh, Anthony came. Was he in your movie? Yes, Anthony came, and he is in the movie. He plays multiple roles, actually. Um <laughs> He is the, the psycho, eh? uh, police detective that shows up first on the scene to interview uh, Kansas Bowling. And um, he plays a really goofy cop that uh, is not wearing the appropriate uniform. With facial uh, hair? Really, yeah, it's a, it's a really funny scene. Um, <laughs> he plays it totally straight, but he basically only is wearing a police ha- hat and uh, a... a uh, a blue t-shirt, but then just like regular shorts. So it's very, it's it's not correct, but uh, it's pretty funny looking. Well, for the listeners and, out there, that it, he's got a caveman style beard. Long hair. Yes, an, oh, an enormous, <laughs> enormous beard that I don't think a, uh, a chief of police or whatever would appropriately have. Um, but he also plays the boyfriend in the opening scene who crashes, uh, Kansas and her teen girlfriend slumber party. Um, he uh, he's wearing an ape costume and jumps out and tries to scare everybody, and they uh, they don't appreciate his shenanigans, so they shoo him off. And then literally five minutes later, we see him again as a cop. So uh, very distinctive. The, the beard really makes him stand out. Plus he, his voice too. So I don't think it's gonna. Uh, yeah, he's probably gonna stick out, but it, it doesn't matter. The kind of movie, it's the kind of movie. It, it, continuity and stuff, it doesn't really matter. Cause the I love the out. idea. 
Like when I saw you guys doing this, I just like loved the fucking idea. It was like hilarious. Like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like Spider Man four hundred or something. You know what I mean? It was like it was like a cool yeah. idea. It was like interesting and like it was kind of ballsy, really. And like and like I didn't realize like until I was uh, until I met you guys up there. Like uh, so I knew Greg Pryor, but I met you guys up there and like um the the research on the ape movies. Like like you just had like a pile of fucking DVDs of ape movies, and I didn't realize how popular and how many ape movies there were. Oh like, yeah, yeah, for sure. That was like crazy to me to see. Like I, I like you might want to add a twist from the natural world. I've heard there are some monkeys that right before they get in a fight, they'll show you their erection and beat the shit out of them. I mean, not you, but the other monkeys. You might want to work that in. Definitely need a writer. Definitely, yeah. yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we, we binge-watched, uh, yeah, man, probably about 10 to 15 monkey movies, like all the famous ones, plus obscure ones that uh, don't necessarily, you don't really hear about them because we just kind of wanted to binge watch and see like you know what kind of crazy stuff do these movies have monkeys doing and they're about the same i mean like you've seen king kong and then all the ripoffs they're all just the same movie but done you know cheaper and worse so ours is definitely in that pile of cheaper and dumber so you know we're not trying to make high art here there's a guy in a gorilla costume and uh the the back of the costume doesn't even uh Tied up 100%, yeah. <laughs> like, there's not, there's not even a zipper. It's just it's two strings that are supposed to tie together that closes the backing of it. But sometimes we don't even tie it. We just let it, the strings dangle, and you can see that it's just a guy wearing a monkey suit. <laughs> oh, you got to work in a Bigfoot scene out like a, a taxi. Oh, we got that, yeah. Oh, yeah, a camper's tent or something. We've got uh, – we the, one of the first things we shot was – mimicking the big the famous bigfoot footage of bigfoot you know walking through the woods um so we, we've already got that shot that was like the first shot we rolled all right um it's almost all jeff yeah no i was, I was actually <laughs> my, my girlfriend and her kids out to it we were out gonna camp out in washington and i had an elaborate plan i was gonna go up in the middle of the night dressing a bigfoot mm-hmm. suit and like start slashing the tent but we, we never ended up at the place where I wanted. I was going to take him to the original place. So, oh well, that's just inside. Yeah, I mean, we we just shot this in Greg's backyard because it's, well, it's all it's a big wooded area. <laughs> Threw some branches and stuff in the way, uh, a fallen tree, and it says, "Okay, you know, just go for it." Um, matched up the shot and just did it. But, I love the humble description. I'm oh, sorry. I love, I love the humble description. Like, like, I think a lot of people try to like, uh, like any situation, like, like you have like kind of a, a good thing going, and I think, I think uh, a lot of people try to like flex. You just sound like ridiculous, and like have like, and you're just kind of like, yeah, it was just this. Like, like I mean, like, but it builds like an entertaining project still. So it's like, it's like interesting hearing it like without like, without like flexing your ego, you know what I mean? Just like hearing like, like get an actual opinion about it. It's pretty interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, is it's it complete? Uh, is the movie finished now? No, no, we still have. Um plenty left to shoot there's still many many sequences that are uh in the script but we just haven't filmed them yet you've um, got to have I, I, brian's masturbating bear you got to have a masturbating ape looking for yeah him. we don't have a we, we have a we have a we have a peeping tom scene where a guy is standing outside of a window masturbating watching a couple naked chicks uh take a bath together the, have you seen uh, this movie already, Jeff? No, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It flows naturally. You have seen it? Yeah. Sounds like you. It sounds like you see like you're like we actually did that. Like I'm like, like most people probably tell the fuck off. Like you're like, you're like no, we have for two. 
<laughs> oh, Anthony invited me to go to Detroit. I had something to do, but uh, I could have been in that movie. Yeah, we um, I mean, we've been inviting people to come out and be a part of the thing, you know, be in the movie to get killed, you know, have a banana shoved through your eye or whatever. Just you know, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> uh, we, you know, we have we have what we have like an hour and forty seven minutes, I think, is what the cut is right now. But even at that, it could be trimmed down to like forty minutes, fifty minutes, just because uh, that cut is all of the takes, all of the angles, kind of spread out. So once you start taking out all of the takes and all of the angles and pick just one, then all that footage is going to quickly disappear. So we probably only really have like 40 to 50 minutes of the movie actually like there. Um, and we have tons of other sequences left to shoot. Plus, you know, I love horror movies. I love like nasty, gory, grindhouse stuff. So I'd love to just pack the movie with as many kills as possible. Uh, that's kind of my goal for the movie is to make it totally like a splatter fest. <laughs> that's badass I love the idea like just the fun you're having with it more or less you know like, it seems like it's just really good energy like you don't see that a yeah, lot of time the only time it really really felt like work was when we went to New York for a week um, actually it was just like four days but uh, I mean it, it, it just it was so much running around and so much um, like you know okay it's starting to rain so let's go film this real quick while it's raining and then come back or you know, like, what do we do today? And uh, trying to figure out what landmarks to shoot on what day because they were so spread out from each other. You know, like, we went on a ferry and passed by the uh, Statue of Liberty, and so we had to film, you know, at a certain time of day so, like, the lighting looked good. Or um, we went, you know, we ran around through Times Square, but halfway through the day it started to rain, but we didn't get all the shots that we wanted, so we just kind of hid under some umbrellas and, waited out the rainstorm and then got the rest of the shots afterwards so i mean it it was it was pretty nuts plus the fact that um you know we were pretty strapped for cash like we were we were you know covering lunches and dinners and breakfasts for the the actors and stuff but we ourselves did not have that much money so we didn't we couldn't afford hotels or anything so we were crashing at people's places and couch surfing and i mean at one point uh, we ended up just staying in someone's office cubicle for two days, and it was like gross, and, you know, uh, real, real camping yeah, out, you know. Yeah, it's basically the Craig's house. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you had the luxury of, uh, you know, a uh, shower, working shower if you needed one. We we went without showering for like two or three days, you know. Think uh, sink baths yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, baby wipes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it wasn't very pleasant for a couple of days, and we probably didn't smell great. But I mean, we got our shot. That's crazy. That's what it takes to get stuff done, though, man. I mean, if you want to make movies, you got to take some fucking risks and shit. Like, you know, I mean, you got to yeah, make yeah. all means necessary. I mean, you just have to make it fucking happen. That's all a film is—it's just a finished product of what you're doing, huh? I, I mean, yeah, really- it was like it was pretty much it was like four days of uncomfortability. You know, but in the grand scheme of things, like, we have a movie now, so it's fine. Right. When you're you're stuck in the mix of it, though, you're just kind of like, fuck, I just want this to be done with, because I'm kind of, like, over it. Two Um, days in a row. Yeah, we we basically shot for nine days in a row, which was the first time um, and only time we've done that on the movie so far, because what we've been doing is Psycho 8 Thursdays, basically since March, where every Thursday we'd get together, write parts of the script, uh, maybe shoot some scenes. Uh, and we've been doing that every Thursday for, you know, months and months now. 
But then finally in June, we booked Bill in Kansas, and we all went out to New York and shot for nine days straight, where it was like four days in New York and then five days back home in Michigan uh, with, with no breaks or anything. And, yeah, it was a lot of work condensed into that nine days. But that's, that's the meat of the movie. That's the majority of it. So that's all done. But leading up to that point, I mean, we were only shooting like one day a week, and it was only for like two hours, you know, and getting just kill scenes and stuff done, like random stuff and just building small material for the film. But after that big chunk is now out of the way, um, now it's just kind of patchwork and seeing what we're missing and filling in the blanks and just getting some more kills in there and stuff. I but think the majority of the shoot is finished. Now, more now what? Rapes instead of the kills. I did, I, this might help you. I finally, it just popped in my mind the other day. I was thinking psychotherapist actually spells out psycho the rapist. <laughs> so you could have psycho the rapist to ape. I don't know. We, we uh we we just wrote a scene with uh we were we're thinking of having a second ape in the movie where um we're gonna have like a bumbling chief of police character and we're gonna have someone sort of sort of play it like like Chief Wiggum or something and his plan to um maybe flush out the ape from the wild is to release another ape like a good ape into the wild now there's two apes running around for no reason. Um, and I, I mean, this is just something that was, you know, the idea was written like a week or two ago, so we haven't shot it yet or anything, but it's just like, man, we need like 20 more minutes of material. So that seems stupid. Let's put that in the movie. We have two ape costumes. <laughs> just make really long credits. Uh, but that, that <laughs> seems like a bit of a cheat. I, I would rather I know, have a 70 minute movie. I want to say, you know, actually, you know, be, have scenes in there. I know, I know, I was just fucking around, man. Yeah, I, thought, I know. I, a stupid band-aid, I know for sure. Yeah. Was, uh, I mean, yeah, we're only really aiming for, like, 75, 80 minutes, like, 80 minutes, like, tops. Like, that's it. We don't want to overstay our welcome, but we want the material that's in there to all be worthwhile. Like, we want, you know, all of the kill scenes to be hilarious and bloody. We want all of the dialogue scenes to have, like, funny jokes and stuff. Um, we don't want to pad it with, like boring crap. We just want the movie to keep going. Because I I pictured this movie playing at like a film festival at like midnight or something after the audience has already like you know smoked some weed or had some beers and they you know stumble into the screening of this stupid gorilla movie and you don't want a two hour thing boring people so a quick what's that eighty minutes like arson or something I don't know what's that you could add some different kind of crimes in between the killing. Yeah, we're we're probably gonna add um, a a, like a a a cult of like ape people, like ape worshippers, who <laughs> um, want to like break the ape out of jail. We haven't really yeah. done too much of that yet, but that's that's an idea that we're kind of playing around with. We want to get a group of like five people who uh, dress them all up in different like ape masks and robes, and they just want to break the ape out of jail and stuff. Uh, we just have to kind of flesh that out and figure out um, where to put that in the movie and what exactly the arc of those characters are, if there is one. But, I mean, yeah, once we get the ball rolling again, because we kind of took some time off of Psycho Ape after we did that big chunk in June of filming for nine days, I think we all just kind of needed a break. But now that we got the ball rolling again, you know, I saw the cut of it yesterday and, you know, we're, we're spitballing ideas to, like, you know, add to the film to, you know, 
uh, make it a little bit juicier. Psycho steals a car. Goes on a ramp. Yeah, we, we, we were thinking about having a, a car driving scene. The only problem is that the 8 mask is very limited. So his, uh, his, his eyesight is not safe for the road. <laughs> I like how the star of the movie, like, like, doesn't show his face. Like, for most of the movie, at least. That's like a, that's like an interesting concept to me. Well, if you had a different mask, you could cut the eyes out and get that hair and that stage glue. What's it called? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you could cut. We, we, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll figure something out. It's just that when we tested it the first time a couple months ago, it uh, we we vetoed it just because it he, his eyesight was too limited. He couldn't see anything, so mm-hmm. it's just it, it was it was deemed too dangerous to do. <laughs> well. But, I mean, we've got plenty of other stuff in there. That's badass. Well, um, do you want to uh, throw out any of your social media or anything like that before we get on here? Like any uh, projects people should check out uh, for, like, social media or anything? Well, because um, in addition to that, I do my own personal project. Um, I do two d- different movie riffing projects. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Riff Tracks are my favorite uh, shows and movie riffing projects that uh, – I, I drew inspiration from, and I do a show called Movies to Watch on a Rainy Afternoon, and there's 119 of those episodes on YouTube for free, where it's like 15, 20-minute movie reviews of, like, you know, the worst fucking shit you've ever seen, and I cut the clips from the movies down into, like, a, a digestible 15, 20 minutes and kind of riff on the worst clips of the movie, Um I've been doing that since, like, 2011, and all of the episodes are on YouTube for free. Uh, I've been selling DVD though, DVDs of, like, compilation sets where, like, uh, a couple of years ago I did a Shark Week where I released um, seven episodes in a week, one a day for a full week, and so I just made a DVD of that. Stuff like Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, Raiders of the Lost Shark, Snow Shark, <laughs> Sharktopus. I mean, these are all real movies, and so I riffed them and reviewed them, and um, you know, I've got DVD compilation sets out there now. I made a trauma compilation set that's got, like, uh, Greg's movie, Hectic Knife, Kansas's movie, uh, BC Butcher. I've got, like, Rabbit Grannies and uh, Redneck Zombies and stuff on there. And then I did, like, an ape-slash-dinosaur movie compilation where it's got this movie called Ape from the 70s. That's, like, a really bad 3D ape movie. And uh, Congo is on there, Bride of the Gorilla. But, I mean, I've, I've done a, a bunch of stuff, and I've been doing this for a very long time. But um, I do another show for Troma specifically called Troma Masterpiece Theater, and it's just like Mystery Science Theater with the silhouettes and puppets. And I riff on Troma movies specifically, and it's the entire movie from beginning to end. Um, Lloyd Kaufman let us use his first movie that he ever did called The Battle of Love's Return, and that was our pilot episode, was riffing that movie from beginning to end. And for Masterpiece Theater, actually takes place inside of a movie theater, and my puppet companion friends are a talking box of popcorn and a talking reel of film, and they riff the movies with me. And right now, we're in the middle of episode two, where we're riffing on Poultrygeist. Um, and uh, that one's obviously a way more famous trauma film. People actually know what that one is. Battle Loves Return, no one knows. But, um, yeah, so those, those are all the projects that I'm kind of, like, juggling right now is 
you know, getting these rainy afternoon DVDs out there. I'm going to a horror convention next weekend in uh, Strongsville, Ohio, called Cinema Wasteland. Uh, so I'll be selling DVDs there. And um, for Masterpiece Episode 2, we're kind of like eh, a quarter into it maybe. Like the jokes are all written, but we have to film ourselves in front of a green screen. Uh, that's just time-consuming. Trying to get everyone together too because yeah, that one's just a lot of work. Um, and then, obviously, Psycho-It Thursdays, we're going to be knocking out stuff every Thursday until the movie's done. Badass. And where do people find you online, like, uh, if they want to follow your work and stuff? Um, I mean, they just look up, you know, you can add me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, Addison Binnick. Um, you know, if you type your Masterpiece Theater into YouTube or Movies to Watch on a Rainy Afternoon into YouTube, you can find that stuff. I sell DVDs on eBay as well. Uh, for Masterpiece Theater Episode 1 and the Movies to Watch on a Rainy Afternoon DVDs. Those those are all up on eBay. Um, and, yeah, you know, that stuff is all, I mean, it's all up there. You just got to, you know, you Google it. Um, yeah, it's all, I, I feel it's easy to find. Yeah. Badass, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. Like, uh, thanks for coming on the show and everything, dude. Like, I uh, wish you continued no, success. Yeah. Tell them about the next me, interview. Dude, yeah, I know. I love that. It was great content, man. What were you saying, Jeff, sir? Tell him about, about the next guest we're going to have to interview tonight. Why? Just to know what he's behind. Anyway, Jeff. Anyway, Addison. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thanks. I appreciate it a lot, man, coming on here. Well, I'll talk to you soon. I'll have this episode up for you. Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks, uh, for, uh, yeah. thanks for having me. Always, man. Transsexual.